it's time for the Everyman Well, Real Man Talk. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. That would help if I was off mute on the first wow. one. Wow! Wow! Uh, hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. Today we are in a very special place. We're in the Goldshan for our first in-person podcast. With the boys, boys, how are you all doing? Reese, we'll go to you first. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, all good. A lot of running. Um, yeah, really good. Do you know? <laughs> nice and informative about how you're doing there, mate. Yeah, good to hear you're doing well. Um, I am doing well. Uh, good week. A bit stressed this morning. We're getting this all set up and that. Even though I've done sat here and done nothing. Um, but I except complain. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited to see what happens and get away for. <laughs> James, how are you? You had an eight-hour drive yesterday down from Scotland, north of Scotland. I think you're in a military or something. We haven't really touched on that, actually. So, yeah, you've come all the way down from Scotland with my sister. So, lucky you being stuck in a car with her for eight hours. How was it? Yeah, she's fine, mate. Um, we just listened to a few of the episodes of the podcast as well, actually. So, it's good to hear. Uh, listen to Reese's finally. So, I feel like I know a bit more about him. Uh, we're not all strangers coming into it. Yeah, um, yeah feeling good. Usually feel tired as well after that drive, but feeling good. Must be the pints. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Sue for the for the pints. Cheers for that, mate. Really appreciate it. Ethan, how are you doing, mate? You're on James, what the, what the was what the hell? What was that? Jesus sweats. Yeah. Well, um I better put the mic. Apologies to anyone who was listening with headphones there to James absolutely slurping a pint there. Uh, Ethan, how are you? Flair's looking on fleek. Yeah, Flair's looking on fleek. Flair's on fleek, kid. Flair's on fleek. Half a pint, that's what it does for you. Yeah, how are you, mate? I'm wearing flares. Vine said dress up nice and he looks like a pile of shite, so I don't know what's going on. I want my finest Calvin Klein just for Richie Anderson, his favourite one. Uh, Yeah, I'm all good, mate. It's nice to meet James in person. Um, This mic is killing my view one. But, uh, um, yeah, so yeah, it's really nice to meet James. James. Um, be um, even better to meet Vines' sister, sister later. later. Can't wait to flap the moves down on there. Like, yeah, like, want to get out or what? Yeah, like, pet. Um, um, yeah, all good on me. I had a couple of tough weeks at work. I've got rules. I sort of shot myself in the foot, stroke, went above and beyond. So, um, it was a case of trying to get myself back in reasonable work and order at work. I've done that and you know things it's been a more productive week. Yeah, I'm not causing many problems and not putting up with many fires. Um but lost yeah, a bit of weight, you know, haven't you? Yeah, yeah lost a bit of weight. I stepped on the scales and it got to the point where I was like, I'm not I shouldn't really swear, but I was like, fuck, I am fat. And I couldn't even see the number over my gut. So I was like, like trying to peek over like What's that? And they had to ring me mom to come and look at the number and write it down for us because I'm that fat. Were you naked? I was naked. And no, I could also not see my penis if that's what you can ask because that is, I've, I've not seen it in 15 years. Um, the problem is, all of us have. Everyone else has seen it. I usually get out in the change rooms. Even if I've not been playing, I'm not even in the squad at football. I still get my kit off after and I like it. I don't know. Me and Chrissy Conway in the showers after. Which is majestic. It is true. That's one thing about Ethan. Whether he plays or not, there's always like a end of game show in the changing rooms. And it's one of those where half of us wish we 
didn't have to see it. But then half of us, half the team absolutely love it. Yeah. And jump in the showers with you and yeah. have a great time, right? Yeah, it's it's like a car crash. I mean, sometimes you you want to see what's going on because you're a nosy bastard, but you don't really want to see because it's like a car crash. So yeah, that's that is what happens. But I'm playing tomorrow. I'm finally playing. We're playing the cup. Are you? Uh, well, so far I am. Um, got a game next week, and the keeper who's been playing, who's been doing a great job, Alex. Even though he's not as good as me, he uh, he's away on holiday next week, so I'm getting a run-up tune-up game. This I've spoke a lot, and these guys were like, "Yeah, I'm sound." Yeah, yeah. I think what we have to do, and I get it's our first live, and you're obviously as cool as out. These yeah. guys need to show up a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Right with this. So, Reese, I'm going to ask you the question again. How are you? I know you're super. You've been super busy with your running. Um, massive achievement with what you've done in your times recently talk us through like where you've got to sort of where you are in your life at the moment in terms of like a, a mental state um physically you're absolutely flying with sort of the exercise that you're doing tell us all about it yeah so um running can of be going any better really um doing a 10k last sunday yeah 10k last sunday yeah um, and I done. I um, took nearly three minutes off my 10k PB. Yeah. Done my first sub 25k, but it didn't count. I got a phone call on the Monday from the lads from Wales End Harriers saying it's not official. It doesn't count because it wasn't a 5k race. So I had to go on Tuesday night, have an attempt of a 5k, and I done 19 minutes 26, which I was absolutely over the moon with. Because um, I've never actually done a, a sub-20 in a game. Well, Dan Ray gave us quite a bit of stick. Dan Ray gave us quite a bit of stick for not getting that sub-20 um, for quite a while. So it's nice to be able to stick the finger up with him. Um, mentally, I've also started a training plan um, ready for my four ultramarathons next year. So I've got a few of them to get ready for. So um, my coach, Andy Berry, I start, I start on Tuesday with that, but, but mentally, probably, probably the best, best, best place I've, I've ever been, been really. Um, the running, the exercising, the Peruvian heroes, I'm not on there. I'm not on them, them horrible fights. Um, nah, but um, yeah, no, I'm in a, I'm in a really good place. It's, it's just exercise, exercise just makes, I'm doing it. This exercise, my job's going great. Just everything, and then obviously with the kids and stuff, we get walking. Um, it's been great, really good. You know, for me, so Reese, I think between us as a podcast, I think my story is closest to your story in the sense of, um, in the sense of we have had a similar experience to a degree. Yours probably slightly to more the extreme of you planned your suicide or got to that sort of point. I never got to that point, but I think the key has been um, the key has been exercise for me as as much as it's been for you. Um, and if I look over this last sort of month or so, I think I've trained pretty much every single day. Some days even like twice a day with him, and it's honestly training with him on a morning is the worst experience ever. He's the grumpiest little shit. Ever known, like literally, rocks up late every day, and he hates doing the warm up. And the first, like, I don't know, ten minutes, you can't even speak to you, can you? Like, you are foul on a morning. Um, but actually, being honest, mate, it's, and I didn't want to go into it too, too much, but 
we're talking about like where we are and stuff. And I don't want to set the podcast down one road because today's going to be really fun. We're going to have good crack. Surely take the piss out of each other throughout the day, which was great. Um, but for me, if I look at this last year for me, without you guys, I probably wouldn't be here, being really honest. And that's not just like physically on the podcast. That's like definitely in the place I am. And I don't know if I'd actually still want to be here. Um, so what we've done in the podcast and how the conversations we've had, pushing each other, checking in on each other, like making sure we're all right. Again, we all have our own battles. We've, we've all had our own sort of challenges. But you guys have been there for me and, and Slater as well, more than any other people in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. So I want to start the pod on probably a little bit of a me being a little bit emotional by saying thank you very much for that. And today is like another step in the pod, right? We're, we're going from doing it as a bit of a hobby in our in our houses and it's a bit of fun, as Ethan describes it, a bit like a team goal. So actually now this is the next step of what we're actually doing. We're getting out to a local business and start trying to do more in the community and, and get people to stop struggling how we've struggled and we've all had struggles um and i just want to say take this chance really to thank you all for genuinely being there as my best mates and, and i'm super grateful for that but yeah it doesn't deserve any more than that but thank you very much why do you look like you're gonna literally eat that Hi, i'm gonna eat it um can i just say credit you mate um, you've turned yourself around in a difficult situation. Like you don't want to, we're not going to put it down on it because we're going to have a great day. But credit you, mate, for coming out the other side. So, so you can always text these boys. Um, they need me last on the list, but yeah, you can always text these boys if you need anything. You know, and I'm always a phone call away if you need it. But, uh, but the last phone call away, right? Yeah, the last one. Don't ring me first because I'll be doing stuff. So maybe ring someone else first, like one of these. Can I just say? It takes balls to do that, and I want anyone who's watching and listening. Like that's why we set this all up. It was to initially just be a group of pals and James, and basically look to talk and help each other. And if we help someone along the way, I always say if we help one person along the way, then it makes a difference. And you know, Vindy, credit you. Um, I think people out there, if you're listening, just know. You'll be going through something, and I'm guaranteed someone else has gone through what you've gone through. So it's about speaking to the right people, finding the right channels to go through. Whether that's us, you know, you can always message me, the lads, you know, we've got LinkedIn, Facebook, things like that, the page itself. Um, you know, you're not alone. And I think that's an issue that we need to make sure, you know, we've all struggled with issues. We've all got through with friends. But if you're not lucky enough to have friends as good as us, then maybe you can be one of our friends. So, yeah, that's, that's my input. So, over to you, we go. Just to touch on the thank yous, obviously, you just gave me the platform initially to come and share my story. And that's a, that was a massive help for me to be able to get that off my chest. That helped me more than I thought it would. And, and as hard as it was, like talking about it, because it isn't easy. It's never easy talking about issues that you've got, but it's the best thing you can do. So for me, when I got to share that, it's also now being involved in the podcast i love it i love me mondays your missus might not uh like them as much um but no it's been a massive help and i just want to say like obviously a massive thank you to you boys no, we obviously met for this c dip um if we can call it that um i didn't really get in fully that day it was pretty cool but um no thanks boys ron you mentioned their c dip so for anyone who hasn't 
seen on Instagram, things like that. Would you mind maybe sharing for people that are watching now or watch future episodes or listen, what sort of the C dips are and where you can find them and how you can get involved potentially? Yeah, so basically the C dips, there's loads of different groups. So there's there's groups for just guys, there's groups for just girls. Um one the ice guys was the first one I had done. They meet at eight o'clock um outside of Crusoe's on Long Sands Beach on a Sunday morning and they do a Friday night session as well. I know the women's groups are also at this like similar sort of place. Um Thursday nights club, but Honestly, it, it it clears your mind. You're getting that water. You're walking nice and slowly. And it's a battle walking in that water. And you, you have a, a proper main, like, mental battle just trying to get in. Once you're in, oh, it feels great. Just Everything's gone because you're just trying to focus on not being cold. But, yeah, it's definitely worth doing. It's, it's, it's proven that it's really good for your mental health. So it's definitely worth giving it a try if you're struggling. Top man, Rico. So where where could people find these? With Instagram, he said, is it Ice Man and Dip Club? If you're on Instagram, things like that. Ice Guy that's on Instagram. Um, the Dip Club, I think it's called. I'll have to double check that. We could put in the link for this. Yeah, put on the comments. I'll um, I'll find I'll find the links for the different um ones because I'm not sure. I think it's the Wild Sea Women as the Sunday morning alongside Ice Guys. So I'll I'll get their links and I'll post them on this podcast. Brilliant. Defo, yeah, I think for me, one thing that we've discussed about lots of times, and we talk about exercise and things, but I think the big change in my mental health, especially like I'm probably in the best state I've been since being young, as in pre-20, like how I feel mentally. Not quite there physically, but I'm getting there. And a lot of it has been around trying to build some sort of system in my life where I try and do one hard thing every single day. Not quite to the extreme of being Dean's on some 75 hard, mad thing. And I'm definitely not on that. But I try and do one thing every day that I know I'm going to struggle with. So whether that's going for a 10K run, whether that's going to the gym, whether that's playing football, something physical that really pushes me way out of my comfort zone. So then, no matter what else happens in my day, nothing's worse than that pain of when you're fucking running down the coast or running up the hill like Tanner's Bank or whatever, and your legs are on fire because you're absolutely knackered. Nothing's harder than that. Like, if, if there's a, I have an argument with someone or I fall out with someone or, like, there's a stressful bit at work or, like, I don't play well at football or whatever that might be. I'm generalising some safe stuff, not the core issues of my life, but... Any of the any of the real problems in my life never feel as bad when I do something hard every day. And I think getting into that routine, and it, it doesn't mean that you have to get out and do a 10K. Like I did a post this week. When I first came back, living where I live now, um, what was it, April time, me and you went for a 5K run. And we, we ran along... Um, the coast long sands and i literally couldn't finish a 5k i was i was probably and i posted about it i was probably too stone heavier um my legs were weak as piss i, I was definitely on it and you weren't even particularly fit at the time really not what, where you are now and what where you were sort of december time um and then I was, and I, and I did that run, and I struggled and I failed, obviously, because I didn't complete it. But I walked to the point, and I think that's the key where you, no matter what position you're in. So, Ethan, if we look at even your recovery with your back, you've gone from a place of exercising every single day, and your recovery has been 
long and it's still a challenge for you now right but the best thing you can do is just get out there and start working isn't it like what it does for your mental health but equally what it does for you physically to know that actually yeah there's pain but i can push through it and the the gains you get from overcoming those challenges sets you up even better for the next day yeah definitely i think you're right lou um you know for anyone that hasn't listened to previous episodes i had emergency spine surgery uh you know, and it was it was tough. Like, oh, like it was really tough. And I've always been a big lad. I love my food. Everyone knows my food's the issue. But I, I'm one of the hardest trainers. You know, people will say that, especially the size I am. People, you know, will say you you're a big fatty. Why do you run so much? Why do you go to the gym so much every day? Five days. My pals Rob and Ryan. I'll get them in there. Uh, you know, the thing is for me, you, you've got a choice, and I had a choice to have my back problems. It was, I could lie in bed for the next three months off work and watch all the TV shows that I want and then eat everything I want, which is ideal. I don't have to move off the sofa unless I need to go to the toilet or have a shower or whatever. This is the ultimate get out of jail free card and get out of life free card. You can do what you want. It's not going to bother you. And I thought that would be so cool. Take this every day, anything you want. But then you've got the other road. You need to get up, get out of the house. Am I going to wallow here, be self-pitiful, and when I go back to work, I'm not be able to walk properly? Because they were honest, they would say, if you don't get up and you don't work, you don't go for walks on crutches, you don't get the blood through the legs, get through the scar break on the scar tissue in your back, you might struggle to get any feeling back in your left leg, you know, things like that. So I barely give it a week, and I was out on the crutches, you know, in the snow, in the rain, it was winter time. It wasn't like summer where you can go out in shorts and that. I was, And it was tough, but I think if you don't take that road... And I did take that road of lying in bed, eating everything I want. I probably wouldn't be here, you know. And it's a testament to the people I've had around us. You know, with Joe, but you know, Lewis, you, you came and seen us. I was doing very well. Uh, Rob and Ryan, you know, Ryan brought us shopping around. Rob was in the house all the time, you know, all the time, just checking on us since every day, every hour. And it's lucky I had that support system. But really deep down, I had to do it myself. And you have to get up and you have to go. And if you don't, and you do take the takeaway alley, and you do just sit in bed for three months and enjoy time off work, God knows where I would have been. I probably wouldn't have been here. So it's, it's, it's a tough one. You know, you've got to take the rough for the smooth, and you've got to find what drives you, you know, and what drives you. But... Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right there. And conscious that we we've covered maybe some older ground there but I, I wanted because it's our first time in person to maybe have some of those conversations in person because i think it's very different us having it sat next to you as again really close mates with each other versus on a team's call as you describe it um so team's call um you're on mute by the way it's the usual team's call uh, that was team's call. oh you don't go on team's calls very often do you? i'm too important for team's calls i see face-to-face calls can i just say as well uh dean's doing 75 day hard and i heard he had chicken nuggies at the match of the day it's true. It's true. Tell us. Come on. Come on. Is, uh, my, my version of 75 day hard is that. Yeah, well, what, what you want and just train. No, got to, as long as it's got the calories on, it's in, inside me calories. Is it? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. So it's working for us. So I'm happy. As long as I'm getting seeing the results, which I am, it doesn't really matter if I cut a corner. But even still, I don't really think it is. But yeah. So you're not looking at macros like he tries to overcomplicate it. You're thinking more just total calories. No, no. So I'm still so I'm doing. I can't have more than twenty two hundred calories. Um, averaged over over the week, 
Um, and it's going well, yeah. Protein's my only real target that I've got. Um, chicken nuggies now have loads of protein. I does I. In chicken nuggies. I think it was like 19 grams according to the NUFC website. Oh, you've got to check 813 calories in that. Okay. Let the audience know. Yeah. Can I also just room that you and there's a room of you and Vindy going on a special date night of the week that hasn't been addressed yet. Yeah, which, which I heard from a special source that he was on a date. Jam was on a date. And he walked in and he seen two members of this podcast hand in hand bowling on a Saturday night where all the couples were in. So, Why just to clarify, just it's, it's my natural complexion. Um, just to just to clarify that, we were not holding hands and we were not bowling. No bowling. No bowling not, not once we seen jam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, once we seen jam, we stopped doing that. Right, so what happened was, um, we were. What did we do that day? We went to watch football, didn't we? Oh yeah, we watched the comedy team. We watched the local football team. Then we went for some food. Went to Nando's. No, no, Kai's team. Then we went to the cinema. cinema yeah, then yeah, we yeah. went for Nando's. Then we were like, ah, "There's nothing to do." So we thought we could have done the drive that we did. <laughs> we could have done the drive. Hold on. So he's he's went to watch a football match, which is fair enough. He's then went to the cinema together. He's then went to Nando's together, which is basic bit late. Then he's went on a romantic drive. He didn't do the drive. He did the drive so, after. He did the drive after. <laughs> so what did he do after those three things? So we were so bored. His, so I obviously don't have a missus. He does have a missus. His missus was out, so he had a free pass. But he's not drinking. So instead of usual Saturday nights, it's like, well, what do we do? Just go to the pub and have a drink. We do listen to our mate, Reese. This is an exception. Um... We were like, well, what is there to do? He suggested bowling, and I was like, I don't really like bowling, but we'll go bowling. Went there at like half seven, couldn't get on till nine. But as we were going right, we can't get in. We see Jam there on a date. Right, so Jam is there on a date with this girl. And... I beat her pool and then we're left. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's a new double date. You and you two and Jam and this mystery woman. So what, so what happened? We walk over, right? And Jam is playing pool. And I'm thinking, don't go. Hold on, he, he couldn't get in a minute ago. So we is in the bowling, or we's not in the bowling. We were in the bowling venue. It has an arcade and stuff. Oh, and, and has an arcade. So we thought, oh, we'll we'll stay. We we've seen um we've seen Jam playing pool. So we thought, oh, we'll go over and say hi. Went over and seen say said hi, and Jam clearly was like, oh, boys, nice to see you, lads. And the girl, you could see on her face, she was like. What the fuck is this? Like, why are they here? But anyway, Dean. I want to know why the fuck are you two there? So, Dean having a pool table in his front living room, which everyone will see on the pod every week, um, decided that he was going to beat this girl at pool. Easy. Smash that. Absolutely wiped the floor with her at pool. And then we left um, because we couldn't play bowling because it was from now. We shook a hand afterwards as well. <laughs> We ended up going to the pub to watch Man United versus Burnley. Burnley, that was it. And not remember that. So we ended up getting caught by this guy. Caught doing what? The plot thickened. Well, he interrupted the date, really, didn't he? So we were there having a romantic date watching uh, the football, right? And it was one of those where we're just chilling, local pub in Monk's and not 
literally just watching the football. Lemonades as well, not drinking. And uh, it gets to like this. This bloke has been sat next to us since like the 45th minute, not talking to us at all. Gets to like the 90th minute, so we're ready to go. Basically, he then starts talking. He's from Scotland, Scotland, but support, no, Northern Ireland, but supports Scotland. And then Blackburn, Leeds, Leeds, and then he was coming over and just wouldn't stop talking for about half an hour. But he wasn't actually wanting to talk to us. He was just just talking at us. And you know when you try and like get out with the conversation a little bit, it was one of those awkward ones, wasn't it? And it, by this point, it's like half ten Saturday, not drinking, and, and he had a drink, so it was a bit awkward. But that was our bro date. So we've over-explained what happened. Pretty shit story, really. But I felt like I had to justify it because I don't know what you're really implying. One more question. We'll move on. Who's a give and who's a taker? I give loads of friendship to Dean and I take loads of friendship to Dean. On the face or? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Does everyone notice we have James here? He's also piling into losing. Oh, sister. shit, I. You can't say that when they're married. Like, you cannot, you've had one paint, right? You, you've reluctantly kept that in for, for eight months or nine months, right? You cannot say that now that he's here. And he's been quiet. He's only young. That's a pint that's getting reported to Stevie, by the way. These pints are getting reported to Stevie, by the way. Taking their first start seriously, are you? Oh, boyfriend. Jesus. Anyway, James, nice to have you on the podcast, mate. Face to face. Hey, shake my hand. Except Ethan. Yeah, it's just a bit of a podcast tour. You got blitzed like oh who me? You just abused James for being monotone and yes, I'm not hiding. Any offense, mate. My fault. I'm not confident. No, I mean I'm fat, I'm fat, it's fine. You can't put a lipstick on a pig, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ, he's got a monotone. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, James. Yeah, so basically what's happening So for everyone here, we have James, um, Joe behind us on the camera, right? He is literally just barking orders at us constantly Going, do this, do this, mic, or, or mute, or whatever, right? So we're there, just having to also react to, to Joe So boys, what I want to talk about as well Let's I set you all the challenge ahead of this podcast to come up with three questions. Did you come up with three questions, James? So James didn't. Dean, did you? I don't do homework. Man. So J Dean didn't do homework. Ethan, did you? Yes. No. no. So the only person who actually did his homework is Reese. Hands up, Reese. Uh, afternoon. So we've got some comments as well. So Richie's saying new t-shirt, Ethan. I wore this especially for Richie because it's for Richie. Richie's favourite top. I also want to give a shout out to Frank. FBC, yeah. uh, under the hammer, and yeah. I also live uh, message saying she is. Sure, sure. thanks, Liv. Really appreciate that, uh, guys. And Paul, this is sadly not an alcohol-free one. This is an alcohol beer. Reese does have alcohol-free, given his story. Uh, so massive. 
So well, well done to Reese there for coming up with the boys and doing it. Afternoon to you as well, Bewey. Boys, anyone who's listening as well, before we get into the questions, the biggest thing you can do to help us is like, comment and share. So please share the stream. We want as many people to see it as possible. It really helps us as a podcast in terms of what we're doing, uh, trying to make a difference in men's health. So, um, Reese, you are the only one who did your homework. So you get your gold star, obviously, from Joe. Um what three questions do you have? Let's go with the first one. And you can ask two of us to answer it. Yeah, so the first question. Um, I've got one serious and two two a bit more um, late now. Ones. So the first one is, what is the biggest thing that impacts your mental health negatively and positively? So far, we're going to stop. You can over here. What? 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 He was not even listening. Pass the sauce, like, bolognese. Ah, good, carbonara. Uh, just to say, on your bolognese, carbonara on your bolognese. That explains so much. Job's going to kill us if I keep touching this. Uh, sorry, what was the question, Judge? So we're going to pass the question on to Lou now. I blame, I blame Liv. She's, I was just, she's just texting Judge. I was just in Right, give us a question again. You can't, you can't graft on a podcast. Right? That is not a thing. That's not a thing. Well, then. So, the two things, so what negatively impacts my mental health most and what positively affects my mental health most. So, negatively, probably um not doing the things that i know that positively does affect it if it, and i know that's such a weird answer but if i don't exercise regularly if i don't do things that i actually enjoy so playing football seeing you lot talking seeing my son probably not in that order um but doing those sorts of things massively have a huge impact on me feeling really positive um and if i don't do them it makes me feel really shit and negative um work as well work can massively affect us all if you have a really good day at work we spend most of our lives at work don't we so if we have a really good day at work you can feel great and if you have a quite a tough or challenging day at work then i can also get you down a bit and how i've learned to probably adapt from that is perspective like you don't you're never going to have a great day all day you're never going to be happy all day but you have happy moments and you have good moments in a day and you'll but with that you'll always have bad moments in a day and it's just being acceptant of that you're always going to have that up and down and never get too high never get too low and try and find that sort of consistent in the middle that's probably where i'm at play that answer no thank you for that do you know what the question is now I like cheesy garlic bread. Uh, no, so give me again. Come on, ask me properly. I'll take it to you. So ask us properly. Dean, you haven't to... What is the biggest thing that impacts your mental health negatively and positively? Uh, negatively, it has to be um, food. Food's a big one. It affects my mental, mentally. Obviously, I'm going to see a psychologist for meeting, which is something that came about. So that's probably... Something it's a vicious circle because you eat because you're sad, but you're sad because you eat. Yeah, it's a vicious circle. What yeah, because yeah, you can also be the opposite way. You feel happy and you celebrate like me personally when I lose my weight. Whenever I get my target weight and I get where I want to be, I celebrate by eating food. Yeah. And then you end up just going back the other way because you've sort of starved yourself for X amount of time. So I think 
it can impact me both negatively and positively with uh, with the food side of things as well. Yeah. You feel good, don't you? It's like a dopamine rush, getting that kebab, pizza, garlic bread special. Like, oh, for, man, Plus, fuck it, two sure. weekends I... in a row, can you give it up? You know what I mean? Probably going to be three as well if I play well tomorrow. Uh, positively, what influences is friends and family. Um, I don't give them enough credit. I know I will make a joke, but, the, you know, myself and Lewis have been on walks. Lewis, like I say, came round when I was not very well. These boys on the podcast, you know, um, I think being able to go to the gym with the likes of Ryan and Rob, I know we joke on, but they're big releases because, you know, really you want people who you can relate to and, you know, tell you that things aren't going to be so bad. You know, like I probably whinge at those two and Vinesy sometimes. I'm always whinging at Vinesy. But I'm always saying stuff and they're always seeing a positive to it. And I think people like that are invaluable and they won't throw you under the bus or drop you at a hat or whatever the phrase is. I don't know. That pint's got in my head. But uh, basically, <laughs> now I'm going red. I fucking love this. Basically, you know, people who cherish your friendship and don't want to just be friends because you can do something for them. You know, like I know if I go to Vines, if I go to Rob, if I go to Ryan, James, Harry, <laughs> he's going to fucking sleep. It's because you're talking. <laughs> Imagine how I have to fucking listen to your voice all the time. Well, my uh, options are <laughs> just more about how long it's taking you to get it all out, man. Fucking hell, we haven't got all day. Like, I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing else. To be fair, we've got a we've got. Bewey, who, big shout out to Bewey, one of the boys, uh, messaging saying, a negative impact for him is letting my family down and not doing the right things for them. Positive impact is when I know I've done something to help my family have a better life and they appreciate it. I think that is such a key thing if you're, as a man, and, and this is probably a slightly different type of way of answering that, as a man, I feel we have so much pressure on us to be the provider well, and, and and it's not that your relationship dynamic might create that. I feel that as a man, that I have to be the provider. I have to be the one to look after them, make sure they're safe, protected. And that's as much how we're, we're brought up, aren't we? We have to be responsible, it feels like. And especially, Bui, I know you've got a young family and you've got a missus. And the pressures of being a dad and being a partner are really challenging. Um, so how you perform in the most uh, important responsibility of your life whether that's good and bad, will massively impact your your moods on that as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that's really true. <laughs> Richie's come back to, to hammer you a little bit here saying, negative for me is that, yeah. is that Sherman Plump not even mentioning me on his friends list. He doesn't even like Ryan. At least at least Richie watches the pod. Ryan doesn't. That's Ryan doesn't watch the pod. He doesn't watch yeah. me play football. I've asked him every time I play, I ask him yeah. to come. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He's, got he's got a life though, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. But Ryan puts yeah. his child and his missus in ahead of me. And that's not a friendship. That's, that's not a friendship. That's not. Uh, no, Richie is an absolute diamond. I love him to bits. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give him a shout out because he decided to be selfish and have a kid. And he doesn't bother with me anymore. So, uh, I mean, I mean so, so, uh, that's on him. So, but he is my godson. It's Ben. Is he is your godson? Richie's your godson? No, I'm Richie's godson. Richie's godson. Richie's my dad. Okay. Um, Reese, you have some other questions. Yeah, just to touch on um, Bowie's comment there as well. Like, so, uh, family is a massive thing. So, when I was trying to stop the drink, sorry to go back down this 
path again. When I was going down, when I was trying to stop drinking, I kept letting everybody down. I kept, if I, I would say I was going to an AA meeting and I wasn't, I was in a pub. Things that I just kept letting them down all the time. That's what essentially took me onto the train tracks. That last time I drank, I, I didn't see any other way of stopping. There was, and I completely just gave up hope. I didn't know what else to do. And that was where that took me. Whereas now, after stopping, everything's going so much better. And that is, well, obviously I know my situation and your situations, that's loads different. And that's why I've got no issue with you having a drink. And I can say to you, when you was having a drink, and happily just drink that, and it doesn't affect me because I know that it just my life is much better without it in it. To clarify for the listeners as well, we knew that. So if if that wasn't the case, Ethan probably would, but the rest of us wouldn't have a pint around uh, Reese. To be fair, so we know that as a group of friends, don't we? That Reese doesn't mind us having a, having a beer around him. So yeah, that, that's definitely something we're aware of. Um, Reese, do you have another question? Yeah, and we're going to start with James for this one. Um, what's the what's your favourite place you've visited, and why? Uh, so we touched on that earlier. Uh, that I'm in the military, so I've been fortunate enough to go to. Machete. No, what? Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to go to. I've been fortunate enough to go to. I've been fortunate Unbelievable! It was unbelievable. You don't really hear about. You don't really hear about people who, a lot of people who, want, to who want to go to Malaysia. Um, um, yeah, yeah, class. Yeah, like, class. Like, you'll probably say. Yeah, so so I went to Kuala Lumpur most of the time. We were in Penang. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. And everyone there is just everyone there is so nice, so accommodating, really good. I was lucky. I was lucky while I was there. While I was there, you know, so flights and that are flights and that are expensive. I think because Asia, isn't it? But I would recommend anyone to go there. Um, but I've also I've also. That's what I said, isn't it? Why is it expensive? What's wrong with Asians? There's nothing wrong with Asians. Why you saying that? It's just because it's far away. I'm trying to make me be something that I'm not. I don't know. I also, beginning of the year, I was in Vegas for four months of work and all. But that's got nothing on Malaysia at all. I know every four weeks, four weeks, nothing on Malaysia. You go, I think. If you think every every lad wants to go to Vegas, like because it, it's fucking Vegas, you know. But when you get there, you, you've got an idea in your head what it's going to be like, and it, it's pretty much that idea you've got. Going to Malaysia, you, you don't really know what I didn't know what to expect. So when I was there, um, opened my eyes so much, like, and I, I do want to like, go around Asia a lot more. Um, it's so nice. No, thank you for that. And, uh, I like that about Vegas as well because it's somewhere I've always wanted to go, and I never got to while I was drinking and it kind of seems a bit pointless now I've stopped betting I've stopped drinking that's pretty much all Vegas is isn't it really um, so I'll head out to Dino for this next before that here's Antonio's question um, I just want to touch on the Malaysia one when I went the best thing I used to enjoy is just kind of like the got like supermarkets or like malls um, and in the malls they've got like all of the um bowling alleys and cinemas pool and it's all next to nothing like I think I spent like a full day there and spent about 10 quid um, un- unbelievable but I, I've, I've got a bit of travelling 
Um, I met my wife in Australia. Um, so my my mum's brother's wife, so technically, but they married like they married. It's not like, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, oh, I really <laughs> fucked that up, didn't I? Um, basically, they're from Australia. Her comment, uh, Lee, hi, Lee, she's saying, yeah, you have some Australian stories. I went to Australia, um, I went with the idea that I was going to travel, um, and I probably didn't really have much of a work ethic until I went to Australia, and didn't bring it back either, then, um. Yeah, didn't really have much of a work ethic until I went out there and you could earn quite good money. Um, and the over overtime pay as well. So I was just working non-stop. So when you go to Australia, you have to do three months farm work if you want to get a second year. And while I was doing that farm work, I met my wife who's Japanese um, and then tricked her into coming back to War's End. Um, so she, not she, quite, not quite yeah, as glamorous, but, is you it? Know, it's interesting. We were like in the Gold Coast in Australia and, you know, if you if you Google it or if you've seen it, it's gorgeous and like if you go on google and you google whitley bay like it looks as nice and i remember showing her them pictures and she was like oh this looks amazing and then we came back and it was like october and she said can you take me to the to the place and i took her there and i just remember you know gray sea gray sky she was like this looks nothing like the pictures <laughs> i was like oh well, you just have to wait till summer and i think that yeah covid hit we barely got any way to be able to even go out you know um but yeah, Australia's good. Thailand, Bali was really good. All them, Asia's a fantastic place to travel. It's really cheap as well. You get good value for money. Um, so it's, it's an amazing place to be. But yeah, all of it. Have you ever had thought about like when he was younger going to like do the old farming thing in Australia? Like quite a few of my pals did that. So quite a few of my pals were lucky enough to go to America and stay to do football or start with another and coach and things like that. But then a couple of people like my pal John. Uh, John Gray, um, you know, a few people like that have, have gone over, uh, Dan Kenny, people like that who've gone over and they've like done work in visas. Then now, you know, John's got a, a girlfriend and child over there, you know, a whole different life. I mean, did you guys have those avenues, whether it was like America, football or scholarships or potentially going to work in Australia? Similar to what you said. Yeah, is this working now? <laughs> Yeah so, yeah, so when I was younger, never really thought of anything like that, to be honest. Um, I do like the idea of traveling, but when I was in Malaysia, there's like a lot of hostels and, and things like that, which, which are attached to some of the good bars there. So you get talking to a lot of people who are traveling, uh, they're working as they're traveling to obviously pay, pay for it. And it opens you out, there's so much out there, you don't have to. You don't have to chase a career to have a good time. Like these people have just dropped dropped everything, getting little jobs on farms or the, and they're having the best time of their lives and some of their experiences are just mad. Like you, you just don't expect this. So when I was in Malaysia, when I started thinking about it and I've got a mate as well. He's um also in Malaysia, he's leaving. He's got a visa, he's got a flight going out of Australia as well. Work out there. Yeah, so I do want to work abroad um, eventually. Um, I've, had a, I've had a bit of a change of heart, so I was looking for a job out in Qatar. Uh, but the guys out there are really cool and not getting back to me. I don't know where I stand. So um, as I'm leaving the RAF, um, there's, a, there's a, you know, a lot of thought in what else I can do uh, if that doesn't come through, which has totally changed my outlook now. 
Um, I'm going to go down a different route, which will definitely be better for the future, uh, more sustainable, because I can go out to Qatar and a lot of money now tax-free, but then I'll end up coming back to the UK on a lot less money. I'll also pay in taxes, so um, it would be a big step down, and I feel like it'll be a big, big struggle, really, being used to so much money. Um, but in the future, yeah, once I get uh, this new career going, and I get qualified, just be an air- aircraft technician. Or... No, not an air hostess, mate. Couldn't find a skirt that fit, skirt that fit, fit my ass. Um but yeah, um, that'll be better in the long run because pretty much like guaranteed a job, um, a lot of money, and, and you can do it, do it anywhere. So yeah, that's my answer to that. I would love to travel. Yeah. Appreciate. Sorry, yeah. How monotone was it? You want to know? Um, I think that's just well, you touched on an interesting subject, and something I want to mention to you. So one of my pals uh, is just got a house. Um, his first house with his girlfriend, we took from where he was still quite young man. What is the perception as men of what life should be? And I think I might do it around here, lost. I'll start with me. I'm fucking wicked. But um, basically, when I grew up, obviously, the epitome is you get a good job, yeah. you get a house, you get a mortgage, or you get a nice, not a nice car, but a family car. That's the sort of thing you grew up to, and that's what people strive to. I don't know if any of you did similar or what was your environment like growing up and what was the expectations from you? You know, I was lucky enough to have on a really amazing network with you know my granddad, my mom was fantastic, my nana, you my aunt Jillian Keith, people like that. You know, the I just laugh at the names. You you name drop so much on this podcast. Um, I do. But uh, I think like for us, I wanna know. I mean, I start with Rico, then Dean. Just to bring you guys in, what was your expectations as being a man and growing up, and what was the ideals behind it? Yeah, so mine was pretty much similar to yours, like the nicer car, family, house, that sort of thing. That changed as I was growing up. When I started drinking and stuff, it was the traveling. So I'd planned to, I know, touching on a previous subject in with this one, I planned on going to Australia. to do traveling so I could just go and party over there really but I could never save up the money because I was just always out on the drink so yeah um I did a bit of traveling and stuff but that was where I see my life going I obviously went and moved to Bermuda that's where I met Charlotte that's so, that so random yeah well, I went um northeast of England young chef of the year someone was there who said do you fancy going working in Bermuda and why not so I went over to Bermuda Met Charlotte within a few months of being there. Stayed for about a year. Moved back. Now got three kids. It's pretty mad. She's from up here then. She's from North Yorkshire, so like an hour drive away. But chances of that? That's so random. She was yeah. She was just working in some like um big hotel doing massage and stuff like that. She was. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I like we we met there and it was it was. Amazing place, like um, it's tiny. It, it actually is absolutely tiny, but it it, it was uh, it was <laughs> that that is as well. I she'll 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 confirm that one. Um, no, but it was, it was I've I've done a bit of traveling. I've had that life, so that's why I can now be happy settling down, having the kids, just enjoying all that parts of life because everything previously was just about the memories I could make on the drink. And then, so now, like, that's where it's all changing. I'm happy to be here, back in Kilmer, 
because I've been other places. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Laugh. Um, do you know what about you, mate? Um, I don't want to be rude. No, I'm just sort of thinking. I'm, I'm just thinking about the the answer. Well, um, because you've, I'm not going to be rude here, but your life it's not as traditional because obviously your missus has got different backgrounds, yeah. different beliefs, different. It's a completely different way of life. Yeah. I say that with the She's a lovely, lovely woman. You've got I met her a couple of times. But how did your life starting? Did you think that would be your life, or how did it come up? Like, bit backwards, me, because my first girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. What? Yeah, I did start backwards. Yeah, yeah I, got in a, I got in a pretty serious relationship <laughs> when I was um, when I was 17, 18. Um, basically, uh, not getting to the long story short. Well, I'll do the long story short is we. Yeah, this is the story. This, this story. Is, this is that story. I'm not going to take it up because I'll be at five it o'clock and we've got the longer story. It's not. It's just she's the... kept interrupting us like you are doing now. I'd be finished by now. Dean's story is like, if you ever want to go to sleep on a nighttime, guys, just find a snip where Dean's talking and it gets you to sleep. Yeah, it'll be hard to find, right? But, anyways, so long story short, we ended up sort of adopting a sister sister into the family. So I was responsible for a teenager when i was like 17 18 years old and that was a sort of i didn't end up drinking didn't end up going out or anything like that so when i came back yeah was that was horrible yeah but needs to be rendered and then um yeah you've just sent me off off track so, so, basically, so basically, you you moved away. You moved down to Cornwall. You were with, you were with uh, someone, someone you, so you moved your life down there. You ended up uh, essentially adopting someone who was younger sibling. That's where you're at. Yeah. Well, I, my life was backwards. I didn't go out drinking, didn't go out partying with the boys. I was sort of responsible for this for this 13 year old. Um, so when I did end up breaking up with her, I was like sort of 21, 22. I got into another serious relationship, and the same thing sort of happened where I didn't go out partying and stuff. So it wasn't until I was about sort of 25 that I start going out with the boys and and that sort of stuff, you know. Um, and I, I'm trying to talk, man. He's been a pretty. Um, are you ready? You listening? And so yeah, I did mine all backwards. Then I went travelling. So never thought I'd ever meet my wife in Japan, Australia. Um, but yeah, no. I get it. A bit about her culture, like no, because in all seriousness, her we obviously went to your wedding. It was a fantastic wedding. Well, the night time was fantastic. You just didn't really speak to Dean, have you? You guys have never really crossed paths before, no, have you? No, no. <laughs> no, I couldn't invite the whole football team. The ones I did invite didn't come. So uh, thank you, Dan Ray Owen. So, were there any difficulties when you were trying to embrace her culture and vice versa? Then. The the miscommunication. Um, it's because I take advantage to take advantage, take for granted. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> take for granted the fact that she's speaking her second language, yeah. and as much as you remember that, it's hard to remember that all of the time. So sometimes when we have that miscommunication, you get mad about it, yeah. and you don't really think. And then every now and again, I'll have that. Mainly when I have the drink, I get emotional about it and think, you know. 
well done. I'm so proud of you, but I probably don't say that so much when I'm when I'm sober. But that's probably the biggest biggest difference is is the language barrier in terms of culture. She's embraced our culture quite well. They don't really do much different to to what we do. They're just really really heavily focused about work and stuff stuff like that. But I take my work quite seriously. I try and work hard when I am at work and things like that. Um, which is sort of one thing that drew Azusa to me, you know. So what you were saying there when you've had a few drinks and you say you're proud of her and things, is it is it of what she's overcame or it's the fact that she's come or she's come to this country and moved away from her family, her friends. There's not a huge Japanese culture um, community in Newcastle as well. So especially when we came, first two years was like COVID. So it was really hard for her to meet meet new people and really gonna was really a struggle at the time. Um but that sort of ironed itself out now. She's got a lot of friends. There's a community of sort of like 30, 40 of them here. Um she got a good job working for a Japanese company in Berkeley as well. So that that's helped her. She's had promotion up on promotion, pay rise on pay rise. So she's pretty much the breadwinner now. Not not quite but um but yeah no she's she's done really well. I'm really proud of her to be honest. Brilliant. And then maybe just you should have those conversations more. And I think coming out with us, saying that to us, it can maybe reflect. And if she's listening, yeah, she can understand how much you appreciate her and you, you sort of respect her and how well she's done embracing this. So, yeah, credit to her, I think. Credit to her. No, definitely, mate. Definitely. Just speak. Come on. You've not spoke for five minutes. I don't know what the question was. Can you remind me of the question? I've got the question as well. Was it, um, was it something along the lines of, what what did i what did i expect out of life at a younger age definitely not what it is today so as we've talked about before so at 18 19 so 19 20 21 obviously had a business we've talked about that before i was way more successful than i should have been at a certain age lost it went through all of that stress which again we spoke about before then went and worked for essentially university Loved that experience, learned loads, learned probably how business should be done, then had a business after that. Again, I've successful again, failed. And now I sit here at 30 after being in a relationship for like, what, it was 10 years. So we broke up fairly recently uh, this year and we would have been 10 years yesterday. So like that probably all hits you where like, you're like 30, I've got a son, I'm now a single dad. Like I have a good job, I have a good career, but again, it's not, life isn't what I wanted my life to be at 30. Like I wanted my life to be probably like, I think the challenge for me is, and we've spoke about this on and off the pod at 19, 20, probably when we met each other, when you first came into my sister's life, like I had a lot of money so I could do what I want. I'd party all the time. Like we'd go on boys holidays, we'd like go out and be the, idiot on a night out who spent way more money than I, I should and now I sit here at 30 and think I probably focus too much of my life trying to prove that I was someone instead of just being the person I want to be and I know that's really deep and probably taking the conversation slightly down a different angle that you were trying to get it to um but I sit here now at 30 for the first time after a broken relationship saying I probably need to do the work myself not blame external factors and say if I want my life to be what I want it to be then I have to put the work in. And, and that starts with looking after my own mental health, looking after my own sort of finding that that peace within yourself of um, don't do the things that you're going to regret tomorrow. I think that's a big thing. I, I was told that by a very wise person once. 
on the when I was in the middle of doing some stupid shit, like we all have done, like you're going out and going on the piss or like you're spending too much money or whatever. Like the next day you wake up and go, why did I spend 500 pound? Why did I do whatever? Cause the next day your bank balance is just 500 pound down. You might've bought your friends all the drinks. But the next day your mates don't go, ah, oh, Lou, cheers for buying me. Cheers for paying for the full night. And we've spoke about this even fairly recently. Like no one the next day goes, ah, oh, thanks. I'll send you that hundred pound you spent on me no one does the next day you're just 500 pound down so there's there's all of those sorts of things where like trying to be a little bit more sensible i have a son so that makes me think i have to stop actually being a grown-up even though i've always felt like i am a grown-up if i look back on my mistakes my decisions i've made lots of very short-term decisions in the moment impulse type stuff versus setting myself up for the future and the life that i actually want the fact that you've admitted that and not being rude, it's you've done self-destructive behavior. You know, the 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 drinking, the almost trying to buy friendships that you already had in place because no disrespect. I know I joke on and say we're acquaintances, not friends and things like that. But you know, I love you a bit, mate. And I think everyone at, at our age group when we were younger loved everyone. You know, yourself, Lewis, Haribo, we all loved you and you loved all them and you were part of us. You came in a bit later than us, um, but it didn't differentiate. I think maybe looking back, it, you're trying to justify your friendship by buying the drinks, the rounds. And I've been there, I'm not going to lie. You know, even recently, we went to the pub and you were buying pint after pint for us and things like that. And it, it, it's those behaviours that could be damning because you're a great guy and you don't need to do that. And that's what you need to overcome. And yeah, you've made mistakes, but you just need to try and appreciate that people value you and respect you as a friend without money involved, without three drinks, because you bring a lot of positive things to friendship. And it's not just, like I said earlier, it's not just what, what you can give people and we'll get return from them. You know, just be your friend because you're a nice guy. You know what I mean? That? Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's the case for all of us. At the end of the day, you know what yeah. I mean? There shouldn't be any stipulations about people trying to buy friendships you know if, you, if you're a younger person out there and you're in this rut that maybe you are in or were in maybe don't do that maybe look and see if you're on that rut go weekend without buying the drinks for your friends we go the weekend without yeah, going out weekend. i think I, I think that's the big thing like i get because i don't i'm used to my life being a certain way right and where it is now i'm just bored like yeah. i actually am bored where so we joked about the bowling night, right? Yeah. We joked about that. We were sat there, both not drinking, going, what the fuck do you actually do on a Saturday yeah. if you're not going out on the piss? Like, we'd gone for food, we went and watched football, and it's like, now what do you actually do? Yeah. And, and I think the, the, the dilemma I've got it at the minute, right, I'm training so much, and I am absolutely loving it, but I'm training because I'm bored. Yeah. Like, it's almost like I need another purpose. Like, I'm super busy. Obviously, I have a really busy job run a podcast, help run a football club, like have a son. Like I am really busy, but my brain doesn't let me just switch off. Like I have to always be doing something. And the alcohol and the going out almost appeases some of that like boredom in your head. Um, So yeah, I I need to find another positive outlet other than just running or playing football or whatever. We are all willing to try them. It can be obviously... Rico Reese has mentioned the dip clubs, the sea dips, things like that. We all go to the gym. I think it's just part of life. You need to get to the gym, get out moving, look to try and 
you know, if your mind's not in the right place, getting out and moving might actually help it. Job's saying he got on his hands and knees in front of us when I make a really good statement. And he keeps crawling under the table, which is awkward. Yeah. Joe, get off, man. Get off. get off, Joe. Can I just say, though, if you don't have anything to do on a Saturday night, you can always come to the Gulshan and Timeouth, the best, best curry, curry around. around. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And the best, and the best pints, pints, if you do want to drink. But if you don't want to drink... Then they do a great brew and easy row as well. Exactly. exactly. Just, um, just to touch on that. I know that feeling, well, all that feeling all too well. I spent a lot of my, well, my first drink, I remember feeling, whoa, feel great. I had loads of confidence in it. I, I think one of the reasons I became so dependent on drink was because I had struggled with low confidence as much as I did. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ever realized how much I lacked confidence yeah. until really I stopped. Yeah. And then one of the parts when I was stopping, it's that whole, like you said about that Saturday night. Yeah. I struggled with it. I didn't know. All that I was used to doing was going out for a pub. Like if I wanted to yeah. see people, you would go to a pub, you would have a drink. Take that away. Who am I? What have I got? What am I going to do now? Yeah. And I did really struggle with that for a long time. Like I'd say, with, my story is now where I've completely accepted I can't drink and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And I can now come out and have a Peroni Zero yeah. Yeah. and not be bothered that you are drinking. You know, it's measuring his water. Um, but like, no, you're you're a great guy, like Ethan said as well, and yeah. I appreciate yeah. your friendship massively. Cheers, mate. Really appreciate that. Like, genuinely, and I think we talk as much off the pod as we do on. And the, the problem is, we could talk for hours, especially like I think me and you do talk a lot about lots of things anyway. So, yeah, James, the question probably flipped to you: Is life what you wanted it to life, be? Is life you did you envision growing, growing up where where, where you are now? This one's a interesting one though because you have the house. I know you travel about work, but really your goal. What I'm trying to explain, James, you're trying to you're the outcome of what we really wanted. Um. So yeah, if you could maybe shed that light. Yeah. So I always going through school. I just wanted to make money. I wanted to get a Range Rover. Um. Yeah. Wanted to get a Range Rover and drive around in a Range Rover. And uh, if my mum was watching, like, she, she'll, um, what do you say, she'll agree with that. Like, she always said it. Like, um, but but, but that, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm I'm not interested in that now. Like, you know what I mean? Um, your life changes so much. Um, I think the job that I've done, not working. Maybe pull it closer. Pull it closer. Um, turn, turn it away. Yeah, and then pull the mic towards. How was that? Technical issues. Oh, is, that, is that good as this? Yeah, but basically, I, I've noticed now since I, I'm leaving and I'm looking for more jobs. Um, the fact, the fact that I've, are you looking for a job or a career? Career, absolutely a career. Like it's always been my thing. Like I always wanted to like work for a company and just work my way up. Uh, so yeah, like ah. Uh, I had a lot of shit like when I, when I was in the rough. Like I, I was out in Cyprus and like some shit happened and that, that's made me like fall out of love with it and really hate it to be honest. Because uh, it, it essentially got got my head kicked in and I was treated like a criminal and it took over a year for it to get sorted. So I was like weighing me down and it, it was it was just shit to be honest. To be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a shit time because I got my head kicked in and then I was treated like a criminal and it took over a year 
for that all gets sorted. So I, I fell out of love with it and just wasn't enjoying it. Um, and and si- since I, I've been through that, I sort my eyes a lot because not only am I highly employable, just because I, I was in the, in the military, like there's so many people out there who have been in the same boat who, who, who've left and, and they're doing really well. Um, so yeah, my life from say when I was in school, what I wanted it to be totally changed now. Um, but it's so exciting still because uh, I'm, still I'm, so I'm yeah I'm 24 year old so uh, it, I can get another career you know um, and I've got I've got time to, to work my way up and and do things like that so yeah I, I'm I'm glad that what's happened has happened like I don't regret anything um, yeah it's, it's just opened my eyes a lot and my outlook has changed completely even even within within the last few months really. Um, this new career I want to go into, like becoming a licensed aircraft engineer, um, it's just it sounds class in my opinion. It's just like that, that that's what I want to do now, yeah. you know. So, yeah, cars, cars. I'm not asked about cars, which I'm quite thankful for because I know a lot of people who are proper into their cars and they're so expensive. And mm. yeah, uh, that's not me. So I'm lucky in that respect. Um, yeah, I'd like to have a house as well. So we're in the process of. Of viewing houses now, so hopefully we'll get one soon. That down here in the northeast, so yeah, took completely different outlook from a few months ago, where I was all, all I wanted to do was, was live in Qatar. But yeah. yeah, I get my license. Say I get my licenses, there's nothing to stop me from then going out, and I'd probably yeah. probably be on on more money than what I would have been if I went out now. Yeah. So whereabouts in the yeah. northeast? Hartlepool. It's not, not Sunderland. It's not Sunderland. Not Sunderland. But, That's a good thing, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I was going to say there, how will, if you are working away, how will that dynamic with your wife? Yeah, so I'll talk about my wife in India. She's class. Honestly, like, she, she will never hold me back, ever. If I want to do something, like, she's she's the person, she's like, right, go and do it. Like, it's like Las Vegas, so... so we were, we were living in a house together. She's 300 miles away from everyone, dropped everything to move with me um, and to the north of Scotland. And um, like the, the list came out for who was going to Las Vegas with work and I wasn't on the list. So I was like, good, but I didn't want to tell her because I didn't want her to know that I wanted to go. Like I kind of wanted to come that like, oh, like, I've been told that I, I, have, to, I have to go. Like... But like, it, was, it was probably getting me down, like, and I was like, all that stuff that happened in Cyprus, I was like, well, I wonder, I wonder if it's down to that, if, if that's like a reason. But I, I did nothing wrong, so like, why would that be a reason, you know? Um, so yeah, and that was probably getting me down to be honest. And then I, I spoke to her, I was like, I've got to tell you, like, I'm not on the list for for Vegas, um, but I, I really want to want to go. And she was like, nah, that's like bang out of order. Um, like go in and like fight you, fight your corner. Like she was like pushing me, do it, do it, do it. But she she would she was in the house on her own for a month, you know. Like she has no friends there. Um, it was it was probably, it was really sad. And see see when I got on the coach to travel down to the to the plane that we were getting, and like she dropped me off, and then seeing her go, I was like, oh, that, this feels uh, hot. No, but see, I wasn't thinking about that, and I, I was honestly gutted. Like so. I don't cry or anything like not not because I don't want to. I, I just think like, I physically can't. So like, I get like proper emotional, but like it's like feels like there's no release. So like, I'm I'm just there in the coach, and then we got a ring doorbell. So she pulled pulled up, parked the car in front of the house, and then I was like waiting on the ring doorbell to say I love you and that. Um, 
and she was in the car for ages. I was like, oh, she's crying. She's on her own for a month. She's got no one. Um, I felt so bad, so bad. And when I went away previously, um, I, I, I've not been the best. I, I've gone out partying um, just with the lads all the time. It's basically like a big paid lads holiday sort of thing, you know? Like it, It's mad. It's terrible. And this is what this is. Well, yeah, this is what she says to me. Like when I go away with, with all my friends and that, my work colleagues, like everything changes for me. Everything's different. Um, so it's exciting for me. Like I'm not bored, but for her, everything's the same at home. Just I'm not there. And like, yeah, she she found finds it hard. Like especially being alone, you know. Like she didn't know anyone, so that was really hard. That's another factor. Like that's why I want to leave. Like. I don't want to do that to her anymore. Like she deserves a lot better than that. And I've been horrible in the past, like especially when I was in Malaysia. Like every night, just going out, um, like not texting her for like over twenty-four hours and that. And she's worried. Um, she just started university as well, and big step for her. And I just wasn't really there to be honest. And there was one time that I had time to to give her a FaceTime call. She was in IKEA, and she just dropped everything and phone phone me. I, I never did that to her, you know, when I was out with the lads. Mm. Like, I was I was out with the lads. Yeah. So it, it's proper shit, and, and that was really horrible for her as well. Uh, that's the closest, like, we've been, like, breaking up from, from that. And, yeah, yeah but, but now, like, we're better than ever. Like, as I say, like, she's class. She, she'll let me do anything. Like, she'll push me to what I want to do and, yeah, help me, support me. That's quite, yeah, that's quite remarkable, remarkable, the fact that she stood by you when you were traveling. She was stood by the whole time, you know, and you've, you've, I think that's a big step for you, mate. I know you're the youngest member of the pod and we rip you, but the fact that you're admitting that you've probably not been there for her in the way that she's been for you, and now the fact that you're trying to rectify it, that's a massive step, mate. And I hope that long continues and he's continued to grow as a couple. Um, like you say, you're going away, you're a lad's lad, which is nothing wrong with that, but obviously maybe not taking her thoughts uh, you know, her insecurities into perspective so now my hats off that you've you've took that step now and you're at that place yeah. yeah so so going off that like when i was in vegas like it was it, it was a lot better and she'll say this as well from all the other times that i've been away yes i, I was going out in vegas and, and having a good time but i was making sure i give her the time that she she needed um and, and she'll tell you herself like when i was in vegas like, it was a lot better for her than all the other places that i've been um uh, yeah, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Because when I'm go, going out and I'm not giving her attention or phoning her, I know she's in a mood. So that makes me like, I don't really want to talk to her as much because yeah. I, I know I'm going to get an earful. Um, but but th- this time, like, I, I made it a conscious effort. Like, and yeah, it, it was it was so much better better for both of us. I think so much better for both of us. So yeah, um, although. I was better the last time that I went away. I still don't really. I want to. I want to do everything with her. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I know that feeling know as well. Um, not to the extent of Vegas and the north of Scotland, but obviously Charlotte's not from Newcastle either, and it might only be like an hour and fifteen minute drive, but it's still not home. Yeah. And she doesn't know that like loads of people here still. So then, I went and went last year in Carlisle, and obviously that's not far away either, but. It was that fact that I was away from home, and I, it is. It was like I was there from Monday morning through till Friday night, and just at that time before I'd started cutting the drink out through the week. I'd started cutting the um, drink out through the week, 
And then I got there and it was like, well, there's there's no one here to tell me now that I can't drink. And I would finish work. I would go straight in for a couple of pints before we even met for food. Then have food and then I would be the last one out. I wouldn't speak to Charlotte on the phone. And then I knew if I hadn't done it for two days, like when I was texting her and stuff, I, I could tell she was in the mood. And I was like, well, well I'm definitely not going to face Teddy Murray tonight because I'm just going to get in the neck. And it, that, that, obviously, that caused a massive issue. And I, and I think it builds into something bigger, though, doesn't it? It builds into, there's almost like the level of, not resentment, but like, I don't trust you're not going to have a go at me. So therefore, any interaction with you is only a negative. And that's us to own, because if we didn't go out on the piss, it's they're fine, because you called them at a relatively okay time. So yeah, absolutely get that, mate, fully on that page. Conscious of time here, because we're, we're going to wrap it up over the next sort of 10 minutes. Um, and Job is just rotating a camera, which is very good there. Well done, Job. Uh, oh, we can't see it, but we could see you doing it. Um, one thing before we wrap up, there's a question for each of you here. Um, what do you all want to achieve with the podcast? We, we haven't really had this conversation off camera. I normally direct what I say is going to happen and how we're going to do it. Um, but generally, what do you all want to achieve or want to get out of the podcast maybe over the next couple of years? Um, we'll go with you, Reese, first. Um, good question. And I know we're going to have a bit of a chat about it afterwards anyways and where we want to take it. But for me... Like Ethan said before, if we can help one person, then yeah, then but then keep increasing that, helping people. Like the message we're we're sharing and some of the guests we've had on has been amazing so far. We just got to keep continuing and get these really good guests on. Challenge. Yeah, but like yeah, I I think the message is really important because yeah. for me personally, it gave me like I said before, it gave me a really good platform to come in make me feel better yeah. and then from that point that's just grown and i'm now doing stuff with different charities um i've got a couple of events coming up in november one where i'm going to be on a charity's agm and then i'm on a panel for another sort of charity discussion thing in november so but for the podcast i would like to see us doing some actual events yeah. even like just a dip you know? start off small but then build up and do like I don't know, uh, a night camping in the lakes. But then like But then where it's where it's where you've got like we're inviting people who are struggling. We can do cold water dips, there's any amount of places you're walking about, you're doing exercise, camping, sort of thing. That all that, that sort of stuff is great for your mental health. Sort of things like that, just build it that way. Oh yeah. Dean, what about you? What what do you want to see the well, what do you want to get out of the pod and what do you see the pod doing over the next year, two years? I'd like to see us grow much bigger, like get a lot more listeners. Um, especially some of the some of the episodes that we've had with like um Ray Winston and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of a lot of people need to see that um and have a bigger audience, but maybe branch branching out to do other things, as we said, like you know, um getting people, especially in the northeast, involved in in maybe physical activity and stuff i know me personally but the question came around before about the mental health when when does one of you negatively impacted and positively and mine's like when when i get injured and i can't exercise and things like that that does me like because if i'm not exercising i'm not eating well and things like that but getting out and doing physical activity is 
probably one of, if not the most important things for your mental health. Um, and having things and events that we can do as a pod with people in person or like on YouTube, like sessions with Slater and things like that, um, I think would be a, a massive help for for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to say a sort of branch out and do that, that those sorts of things, sponsored walks and even stuff that we can do ourselves as well, where we can set ourselves challenges and, you know, take viewers, listeners along with us. Build yeah, yeah, absolutely. Almost like even for like Reese is going to be doing his um his ultra marathons. You know, if we could stream them, or you know, maybe we can come out and. Are you gonna run? Are you gonna run behind him filming the full thing? Get, like, yeah, get, and then you're like on the scooter in front and do the video away. I. It's a long Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Chop through change trees down on the way. Hadrian's Wall, Ben Nevis, Scott yeah, Hall, nah. Snowden. Well, I'm, I'll. I'll just Christ, I'll, <laughs> I'll, de- I'll decline those sponsor. Ethan, what about you? What do you want to see the pod and what do you want to get out of the pod over the next sort of year, two years? Yeah, I think for me personally, um, I'm going to be quite selfish compared to the other guys. Thanks, Dean. I'm angry at you now for that. Are you angry at me before? Um, for me, I think I want to be. I'm going to be a little bit more selfish than, than these guys. I have had ups and downs in my own life, and I've been a piece of shit at times. I've been a bad friend. Not jokes aside, I have. I've been a bad friend. I've been a piece of shit. I've been a bad boyfriend. You know, love idea or whatever. I've been bad to my family. You know, as much as I, I'm a joke and I say things in the that I try and mean well sometimes, and I need to atone for these mistakes. But I also want to be there for someone that wasn't there for me. So when I was making these daft mistakes, I didn't have someone there to say, hold on a minute, that's not right. Or don't send that text. Don't do this. Don't do that. I didn't have that. And I didn't have a guidance. Um, you know, like I say, my family and friends are, and they're, they're great influences, but I didn't really have that male role model in my dad who wasn't really about, which we've mentioned and it's hard to rely on people and other people's parents, like Mick and Jane, who are Lewis's parents. They were great influences. But you, I haven't had my own, so I've made mistakes. And I want to be able to say to people that are making the mistakes that I made, it's all right if you've made the mistake. Ideally, we want to stop you making the mistake. But if you've made that mistake, you're not alone. Don't have those thoughts, the negative thoughts. People, It's not as bad as people think. People don't hate you. People still love you and cherish you even though you've made those mistakes and i like i say if we help one person and i meant for the mistakes i've made by helping someone personally i think that's my that's what i want to do um and it's okay we all make mistakes we've all been had bad days i tell you what you'll have more good days than bad days coming up so you know that great answer that ethan james what do you want to get out with the pod over the next year where do you see the pod going what what you after so for me, I've said it multiple times that like, I've never really suffered badly with like, mental health issues. I've been down on that, yeah, of course we all have, but never, never been to the extent that some of you guys have been. So I kind of want to want to keep it that way. So I feel like if if I'm talking now to you guys about anything that that might get me down, then um, then that will prevent it from happening. Hopefully, um, again, help, helping people as well. Like I'd like to know like how many people we have helped so far so if anyone could like comment or or anything like that about um 
whether or not this is this has helped you and what more you'd like to see as well so we can try and accommodate as many people as possible um but yeah like main thing a little bit selfish like 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 ethan but uh i want to prevent myself from from getting in the into a bad situation um i feel like everyone goes through ups and downs in their life so if you've got that platform and and that um and the people support around you then ho- hopefully you'll never get to that point you know it's just about speaking up i know we had that infertility guy um come on um which is really helpful for me as well um yeah and then so i, w- I was confined to the camp actually for for a week and that, like, the last day that i was there um that, that's when i was gonna go and give me sample so I, w- I was on camp just waiting for something to happen so i was waiting around bored out my mind just on my own like India. I can't think what you were doing then. India, yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I, 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 no, I had to abstain. So yeah, I was there, bored. It was like, honestly, it was torture. It was torture. I'm not, not only was I bored, horny as fuck. <laughs> can, can we just say that? that I ended on just a lovely term. Now we're talking about James wanking in a cup. Can we just say that? To be fair, though, it's all part of men's health, right? So, so James basically wanted to do this men's podcast because he wants to wank in a cup. That's what I'm saying. You just ruined my answer. And I... tell tell him more. What what were you watching when you wanking? Oh, uh, I don't I don't think I'll go into that. To be honest, nah, we'll get cancelled. Yeah, I was going to say I'll bring it back as we wrap up here. Um. All great answers. So very well done. I agree with all of them. And it's nice to hear probably the, the selfish part, because as I alluded to at the start, for me, the podcast has been a, it, it's the reason I'm here. Like being truly honest, I've went through a really, really shit year. So without you guys, cheers, mate. I'm, I'm appreciating these two pint hugs that people are getting to be fair. It's good. Um, but yeah, it's been a really shit year. So selfishly to keep giving me an outlet to come and talk to you guys, listen, learn. The guests have been incredible. So I want better guests and not better as in famous, just more improved guests every single week. Um, I equally want us to um, then focus on, again, how we can grow it. So you all know me well enough where my brain always works. How can we make this into something commercially self-sustainable where it turns into something that, is revenue generating. I work in marketing. I understand how we can do that more effectively. The key is we probably need to just start working a little bit smarter, whether that's more clips, more shares, um, engaging more businesses, more creating more communities, all those sorts of things. I think there's so much more we can do to develop the pod from what it has been over this last sort of eight, nine, ten months, whatever, of us being a group of mates talking to then now how do we make it more impactful for the audience and the general public and i think that's where we hopefully with these types of conversations together face to face we can start to transition this from a hobby into maybe a hobby that has more of a an actual impact um because where you guys say you'd love to hear some of the feedback james i know you just mentioned that obviously i have a little bit more of a following than than some of you on linkedin for example and i after every episode might get 30, 40, 50 messages from people saying like, honestly, that was incredible. Really loved it. So maybe I just need to share that with you guys more. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, it, I think it would be good to, 
of how many people we help and then like say like by the end of the year we want to help this this yeah target and we just push it as as far as we can go my ultimate aim is that this is the outlet for men to listen to to realize that you're not a piece of shit you aren't the worst person in the world we're all very similar our decisions and our choices in life massively impact how we we feel and it's mainly about making better decisions feeling that you're not the worst person in the world and and live life with if you fuck up that's fine but learn from it don't keep making the same mistakes because that's when life ultimately gets away from you um but yeah i think that seems like a, a great place to to end it um we've had lots of comments super grateful for all of the comments um mark coming out from australia saying you listen to us every week coming home honestly really appreciate it mark honestly so much uh, jane i think that's your mum yeah, I'm sure I recognise this. So very well done today. Really enjoyed listening. Jane, really that. appreciate it. Um, everyone who's commented, liked, shared. Honestly, we're so grateful. Without you guys, this is just a group of lads talking. With you guys, this is a group of lads talking, trying to make a difference in people's lives. And just to reiterate that, everyone who's dropped us a message, you know, there's a lot of people that we work. We work at a telecoms company. Um, and, you know, we've helped a lot of people along the way, a lot of people messaging us, you know, even men, women, you know, it's not just, even though we are the every man, I've had women meet, reach out, you know. Um, no, no, I don't encourage you for that. But, and but just a big just thanks as well to the Gulshan and Timemouth Mouth who well, host yeah. us today. Um, massive, massive thanks. Um, looking forward to the All You Can Eat uh, curry now, which was promised beforehand. But, uh, yeah, great episode, guys. Thank you very much. So before we go, please like the podcast, share the podcast, comment. We're super grateful. Obviously, we're available on Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on all the the all the platforms or the platform that you generally catch your podcasts. And we will catch you on Monday night where we have a very special guest. Um, we have always have a very special guest, according to you. No, but we have Josh Walker, an ex-professional footballer, played for Watford, Millsborough, England under 21s. He's going to come on and talk about his story. He was plighted by injuries by the end of his career. Um, really, really cool lad, really nice bloke. Got a lot of time for Josh, so um, I'm sure it's going to be a great episode. So, thank you very much, and we will catch you on. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line. Cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life.